Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh, we're going to be busy today. Have we had a bigger and busier and better sports day than this in recent memory? All the NFL action, all the news in and around the sport, not all of it good, but it's busy. Oh, by the way, decisive winner-take-all game five tonight between the Yankees and the Rays, American League Division Series, and then Cherry on the Sunday, LeBron James and the Lakers look to win the championship tonight, game five of the NBA Finals. And coming up in about 12 or 13 minutes, I'm going to say something about what is at stake for LeBron tonight that I think will surprise you. I'm going to say something that I at least have not heard anyone else say. But I think it is the truth about what is at stake for LeBron tonight. But we begin with this. Nuno, I think I have a new idea for the show. I think that each day we should have a question of the day. What is the big question of the day? Because so many questions arise from the game last night between the Buccaneers and the Bears. And I'm going to answer what I believe is the question of the day right off the bat. Because do we have to get into Nick Foles? Yes. Do we have to get into how good the Bears are or aren't? Yes. Do we have to get into all the sloppy penalties and everything else about last night? Yes. Do we have to get into whether or not the Buccaneers are a tad overrated? Yes. But none of those are the big question. The big question, quite simply, is this. Does Tom Brady get a pass for the mistake last night? that no other player in the NFL would get. None. Russell Wilson wouldn't get it. Aaron Rodgers wouldn't get it. Patrick Mahomes wouldn't get it. Does Tom Brady, who I don't care what they say, he says he knows what down it was. Bruce Arians says he knew what down it was, meaning Brady. Bruce Arians repeated today, oh yeah, Tom knew what down it was. Well, I'm not calling anyone a liar, but that isn't true. Tom Brady didn't know what down it was. And the reality of it is as follows. You are what your reputation enables you to be. So does Tom Brady get a pass? Yes. And do you know why? Because he's the greatest quarterback ever. And that's reasonable. It is perfectly okay to give Tom Brady the benefit of the doubt which isn't even what I'm doing. I'm not giving him the benefit of the doubt as I think about it because I'm telling you he didn't know what down it was. And I'm telling you that is obviously a terrible mistake and goes a long way towards costing his team a chance to win. But this morning on Get Up, I've got Mark Sanchez telling me he thinks it has to do with the voices in his helmet. Someone should be telling him this in its communication with the new staff. And I've got Rob Ninkovich telling me all sorts of reasons why this wasn't Brady's fault last night and everything else. And the reality of it is, yes, it is. It's Brady's fault. Brady lost track of the downs. It happens. He's human. But it is perfectly okay to give him a pass that you wouldn't give anybody else because he's earned it, because he's earned it, because in no way does that mistake last night, in fact, in no way does anything that happens from this point forward create a referendum on Brady's greatness. Brady's greatness is solidified. His place in the history of it all is solidified, and the reason he got there is solidified, and it is because of his understanding of the game. So when you make one big mistake, you get a pass that a lot of other people don't get, and he's one of the greatest of all time. Now, my friend Ryan Clark doesn't want to hear this. He's going to join me live in an hour here, but I know what he's going to say because I had him on Get Up This Morning. Bubba, let's play it. This was Ryan Clark this morning 
on Tom Brady and the role he played in the Buccaneers losing that game. But what we saw this time was that Tom Brady, if the organization isn't good, if it is Thursday night and everybody else isn't prepared, then we're either saying that Tom Brady isn't the person that we think he is or just everybody else is messed up and Tom Brady gets to get a pass for this. But I don't believe any of those things. I believe that Tom Brady was brought over to bridge that gap, to bridge that gap if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers aren't communicating. To understand that on Thursday night, if all of these young players don't have it together, he is going to have it together. So this is on Tom Brady. I'm not going to let him slide. I'm not going to let him get through. I'm going to crush him like I would crush any other quarterback who didn't win a Super Bowl. That's fair. It is certainly fair to lay this loss at his doorstep. I don't know if they're going to win this game, even if he does recognize the down and distance and checks it down to the back, which he could have done on the third down and could have done again on the fourth down and clearly didn't know it was fourth down and they wind up losing. I don't know that they're going to get a field goal there to win that game either way. But what I do know is that's the kind of mistake for which other quarterbacks get eviscerated. I called Brian Hoyer's mistake, which in the scheme of things wasn't nearly as bad Monday night when he took a sack that he couldn't towards the end of the first half with no timeouts. I called that inexcusable. What is this mistake from Brady? It's excusable because nothing he does can be inexcusable. And you can tell me, Greeny, you're giving him a pass. You're damn right I'm giving him a pass because he's the greatest of all time. And so we treat people differently. I'll take you back. I was covering the Bulls when Dennis Rodman played there. And Dennis Rodman kicked a photographer in the ding-ding. If you're old enough, you'll remember this. Rodman on a play where he sort of got run off the court and he wound up um, sprawling out and he was right by where all the camera people are. Right? If you ever watch an NBA game, they don't have it as much. Well, they certainly don't have it in the bubble. But the NBA camera people are sort of basically sitting down or at times lying down on the ground shooting the game. And there's a a photographer, a cameraman, who is sprawled out like that, and Rodman kind of takes him out, and the camera hits Rodman, and it hurts. Rodman's a little bit in, a little bit, not, not injured, but it hurt. For a moment there, he was hurt, and he was frustrated, and he looked at the camera guy, whose fault it most certainly was not, and the camera guy looked at him, and Rodman, in a premeditated, absolutely despicable act, just kicks him directly in the ding ding. And I remember having these conversations on the radio in Chicago over and over again after that about the way the NBA reacted and how hard they came down on him and how hard this is, how heavy the suspension was and all the rest of that. And the question was, well, you wouldn't do that to anybody else. And I said, that's exactly right, because you make the bed you sleep in in sports as much as anywhere else. Tom Brady has earned the benefit of the doubt in exactly the same way Dennis Rodman had forfeited it. You are what your reputation says you are in pro football. So I'm all good with Tom Brady getting a pass today that no one else would. That's number one. Greeny with you presented by Progressive Insurance. Again, Ryan Clark will join me on the Shell Penzel performance line coming up a little bit. The next question is, how good are the Bears? They're 4-1. Their own fans don't seem sold on them. I'll tell you exactly how good they are. In fact, I will allow one of the greatest coaches in the history of pro football to tell you how good they are. Bill Parcell said, you are what your record says you are. In Bill's mind, there's no such thing as a good one and three team. And there's no such thing as a bad four and one team. The objective every time you go out on that field is to win. 
You control nothing else. You don't control who you've played. You don't control the record of anyone else in your division. You only control your ability to win the games that are on your schedule. And the Bears have done that four out of five times. And I'll tell you what else. They're going to get better. They're good enough to be 4-1, and one, and they're going to get better. Because that defense hasn't played to its capability yet. And even if you'd like to think this isn't the case, I believe the quarterback change will benefit that defense. Because I think everyone in that building and everyone in that locker room believes in the quarterback more right now than they did two weeks ago. And I think that does elevate a defense. Somewhere psychologically deep in the recesses of their minds, those guys will play better because they believe now they have a chance. But that's not the most important part. The most important part is this. Nick Foles is one thing. He's streaky. When he gets going, he can be very good. What he isn't is very good 16 games in a row. What he is is ridiculously good four or five games in a row, and those are to come. He wasn't that Sunday against the Colts, and he certainly wasn't it last night either. Found a way to make a play. Checked to a nice play to David Montgomery on a wheel ride at the end that sets up the winning field goal. But Nick Foles hasn't shown you yet what he can do. He will. So how good are the Bears? The Bears are good enough to be 4-1. and one. They're unquestionably good enough to be a factor all through this season. And in my opinion, their best football in 2020 is still in front of them. Greeny with you, and I invite you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. The number is 888-SAY-ESPN. Don't call now. We'll take some calls a little bit later. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's official. College football is back, and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. That's where I begin today. Clearly, the most important story in football continues to be the positive tests. And let me catch you up on where we are as of right now if you've not been paying attention today. All of the tests in Tennessee for the second straight day came back negative. That's a positive in every conceivable way. That means that as of now, their game against Buffalo, currently scheduled for Tuesday, should be played as planned. The Patriots had nothing but negative tests today. Also good news. As of now, their game against Denver, scheduled for Monday, should be played. The Chiefs, who played the Patriots on Monday night, so there's all this concern about whether the virus could have been transmitted on the field. To this point, no positive tests. Excellent news, obviously. They go forward. But there is a team having a different kind of day today. The New York Jets had a player test positive, sent everyone home. Players and coaches have gone home. Because the Jets facility is so near Bergen, New Jersey, which is where the testing facility is, as they send the test back today, they retest the player, whom we don't know who it is. They retest the player. Rather than finding out tomorrow, they will find out today if it was a false positive. Either way, the general feeling seems to be that their game against the Cardinals, scheduled for 1 o'clock Eastern Sunday at MetLife Stadium, will still go on as planned, in the absence of further positive tests. So that's where we stand with regard to all of this. In the meantime, I wanted to spend a minute or two today with Torrey Smith, who was a terrific player in the NFL for a long time. Dominique Foxworth was telling me yesterday as well what an incredibly thoughtful and interesting person he is. And I saw the tweet that Torrey had about the Titans, and I wanted to get him on for a few minutes, and so I'm delighted to welcome Torrey Smith 
to ESPN Radio on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Tori, I'm Mike Greenberg. Thank you very much for doing this today. I, I was fascinated by your tweet when you posted, the Titans should have to take a loss and play next week because of their irresponsible actions. And I wonder, to what degree do you feel you were speaking for a lot of players when you put that on Twitter yesterday? Yeah, I think it comes down to just discipline. You know, you can't control a virus, right? I mean, you no one can, as safe as teams are, as socially distant and masked, and all these things that you try to do, you can't control it all the way. But when you know you have a potential outbreak happening within your team and your organization, and you decide to hold a Basically, and it was the skill guys mainly, a workout outside of your facility, not knowing if you have it or not, that's just irresponsible. And everyone else, their work is put on hold. And it's even bigger than that during the middle of this pandemic. Their lives are put on hold because of their decisions. Let's say they all had their, all their tests were fine and then they returned and all of a sudden, a few days later, everyone who decided to go and run routes and get good work in, they had it, right? I just feel like now you have to be more responsible than ever. And that was huge to me. And, and the thing that sucks the most is that if they were to cancel a game, the Buffalo Bills would lose. They wouldn't be paid for that week. And it would simply be because of the negligence of those individuals on the Titans. So, I mean, it's a, a lose-lose situation all the way around. But I just think there has to be some type of punishment for being that irresponsible during a time like this. I'm with you. And so I guess that's the question. What punishment is appropriate? Because as you said, if the Titans were to forfeit that game or any game, then yes, the, the, the other team gets the win. But the players, I would assume, don't get their game checks for that week. If the game isn't played, a forfeit isn't the same thing as the game being played and decided that way. So that really doesn't benefit the players on the other team. So what is the right solution? If you, if you were in charge here, what would be the right way to discipline a team that is reckless with regard to the protocols? Well, if I was in charge, there wouldn't have been a different pay scale if you don't play. Because if you're going to take the risk to go out there and play this year anyway, you should be rewarded for that. And that's first thing first. But they were negotiated the way they were, and I understand it. Teams aren't making money because people aren't in the stands. Uh, but the reality of it is, it has to go to the top now. I mean, whether that's draft picks, finding clearly isn't that huge of a deterrent right now um, to a lot of people that are leading their teams and their organizations right now. So, I mean, you have to hit them where it hurts. Um, draft capital is huge, and this could have been a mistake that in any other year, right, people do things, they get caught or whatever, maybe it's cheating, whatever it may be, okay, that's, that's fine. It's not right, but okay. Now you have something where you're dealing with the virus, who's to say an equipment manager or a coach or even a player couldn't have had this and, and, and given it to someone else, or even in themselves, they get it and they have health issues because, because of it, or even worse, they pass away. So to me, like, this is something, like, it, it can't just be a slap on the wrist. Like, this is literally life or death for a lot of people, and it needs to be treated and valued as such. I agree with that completely. Tori, I appreciate this time. I want to ask you one question off the topic, if I could. And, and um, 
Maybe this will lighten the mood a little bit. Either way, I'm good with it. You know, I've gotten to know Dominique very well. He was the one who was telling me yesterday, you need to get Tori Smith on. Uh, and I have Dominique Foxworth on my show regularly. And this is my observation about Dominique, whom I consider now to be one of my closest friends. He is the ultimate contrarian. He lives to disagree with anything you say. Sometimes I wonder if his own opinions are just formulated on his desire to disagree with whatever else anyone else says in a conversation. I wonder if that's an experience you've ever had and if you think that might be the explanation. Oh, he's one of the best you'll ever see. Uh, I think he's great at starting fires. I think he loves playing devil's advocate in any situation. And he's brilliant. You know, he's one of the smartest people that I know around me. You can have a conversation with him about anything from being a husband to being a father to politics to faith, whatever it may be. You know, he's a great person and a great friend to have. So I'm glad that you guys have been able to build that relationship. But I'm glad that you also feel the pressure of an argument with Dominique Foxworth. Everything is an argument with him. There's no way to have a conversation with him so that it is an argument. Anyway, I'm glad to see I'm not the only one. Tori, thank you very much for this. The best of health to you and to your family. And let's talk again under some more pleasant circumstances sometime soon. Thanks very much. I appreciate you having me. All right, that's Tori Smith again, longtime terrific NFL player. And his tweet yesterday got a lot of attention. And it really is a complicated situation to figure out. Yesterday, you know, Bart Scott came in to do Get Up With Me this morning. And I don't want to say he was mad at me, but he unquestionably he heard what I said on the radio yesterday, and I think he interpreted it as though I was defending the Titans players and what they did. And if he thought that, then maybe others thought that. So let me clarify what I was trying to say yesterday. There's a big difference between understanding why someone does something and condoning it. I don't condone what they did. What they did was wrong and dangerous. I understand it. Because I get the mentality of the football player is to run through the obstacle. It is so totally counterintuitive, especially when you're having a good year and you want it to continue, to just stop working. The pandemic has made so many of us have to step back and do things that run so contrary to what our inclination would be, to what our instinct is. And that's hard. And that's what I was trying to say. I get that part of it from the Titans perspective doesn't mean I condone what were obviously mistakes. All right, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance and my guests like Tori Smith and later Ryan Clark and others on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. I want to mention one other thing. I'm having a dog issue. And here's what it is. So Stace and I have been like ships passing in the night this week. We have the house in Connecticut. And we have an apartment in the city. I was in the apartment in the city. Now she's there last night and I'm in Connecticut. The reason I'm telling you this is because I get up to leave the house at a quarter to five in the morning. Stephen, our son, 17, gets up in the morning, lets the dog out, then goes to school, 7.30. They're in school. My kid's school is in school. He's there five days a week. So the dog is home by herself all day until I get home to do. So she's been there home alone for like four hours. So I walk in and you know how dogs are. If you're gone for 20 minutes, they lose their minds. She's been alone in the house for like four hours. So she's freaking out. So I do my best to play with her and occupy her and and have as much fun with her as I possibly can in the few minutes that I have before I've got to come down here to the basement to do the show. Now I'll get to the point of the story. There's a lot of equipment they've put down here in the basement of the house. So we cannot allow the dog to come into this area where I broadcast from because she could easily break something valuable. 
So we set up a little fence. You know the little gates that you have when your kids are little? We still had those upstairs in the attic. And my kids are 20 and 17 now. It's been a long time since I needed those at the top of the stairs. But we still have them. They were in the attic. So we set one up. And it's right. It's, it's just off from where I'm sitting. So I can see that the dog is just sitting there. Phoebe is just sitting. And she's staring at me. And she's a combination of sad and angry that she can't come over here because she's been stuck in the house all day and I am experiencing what could only be described as excruciating guilt at the fact that I cannot go and allow her to come in here. So this is brutal, is what I'm trying to tell you. I'm doing the show under really difficult, trying circumstances because the dog is staring at me with these sad eyes and it's breaking my heart. So we'll classify that as just something I wanted you to know. I'm going through with this because I'm a professional, but I'm not going to lie to you. It's not easy. All right. Coming up next, I'm going to play with the dog. And then I'm going to say the last thing in the world you were expecting to hear me say today about LeBron James and what is at stake for him tonight. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny back with you on ESPN Radio. In exactly one minute, I will say something about LeBron that is the last thing in the world you were expecting to hear today. But first, an update. Here in my house, I'm officially in a fight with my dog. This never happens. But if you're just with me a moment ago, I told you, Phoebe's been home alone all day. I come home. I'm in here to do the show. She's aggravated that she can't come in here because we have all this expensive equipment in here. So she's not allowed in here. So I've got the little gate up, the one that we used as child protection when our kids were little at the top of the stairs. I've got it blocking off this area. And she's staring at me as I did the entire opening 20 minutes of this show. We go to a break. I walk over there. She walks away angrily angrily she turns her back and she she walks away angrily so i said phoebe you can't do this to me you're you're killing me here but i i cannot allow you in here so i did the next thing i could think of which is i facetime stace and i tried to put the dog on the phone with my wife so now this is how ridiculous i am for those of you who listen to mike and mike way back in the day i never had a dog i never had a pet i never cared i never understood it and now here i am in a commercial break on my radio show trying to facilitate a phone conversation or a facetime conversation between my wife and my dog because i feel bad that she's by herself so this is where we are 
See how that turns out. Meantime, Phoebe now nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. We'll see what we can do. Okay, time now for some straight talk here on ESPN Radio, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Question is this. What is at stake for LeBron James' legacy tonight? And the answer is nothing. Absolutely nothing. LeBron James is where he is on the all-time list of great players, and no matter what else happens tonight, that doesn't change. Because LeBron James is, in my opinion, the second greatest player ever in the history of the game. And his fourth championship doesn't first. My dear friend Jalen Rose said to me on Get Up this morning, he believes that tonight's championship, if they win it, puts LeBron James ahead of Magic Johnson on the all-time list of great players. I don't agree with that because I believe he had already surpassed Magic. Nobody loves Magic Johnson more than I do. LeBron has had a greater career. He just has. He's done it longer, and frankly, he's done it better. He's had a better career than any player I think ever, with the exception of Michael Jordan. Now, the two other names on my Mount Rushmore are not there because I think they were greater players. First of all, it's very hard in the NBA to compare the centers to everybody else. But the players on my Mount Rushmore are Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell, and LeBron James. That's true today, and it'll be true tomorrow, even if the Lakers win the championship tonight. The next step for LeBron's legacy is when he makes a serious move at Jordan. And that's at least one more ring away. So in my opinion, from a legacy standpoint, tonight is not the night you think it is for LeBron. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. I'll tell you what else, too. And I'll credit Bart Scott for this. Because I hadn't thought of it. But he put it in my head. Morning, we're getting ready to go on TV. And we were talking about the Lakers. And Bart Scott says to me, How about them breaking out those jerseys? And I said, yeah, they're going to wear the Mamba jerseys tonight. They were scheduled to wear them in game seven, but they're going to wear them tonight, the Kobe jerseys, to win the championship in Kobe's jersey to honor him. Could there be a better story? And Bart said, if you're Jimmy Butler, you are using that as the greatest motivation you've ever seen. See that, guys? They've already beat it. In their minds, they're winning it tonight. There's no question. They moved up the jerseys. Because they're, in their minds, there's no game six, there's no game seven. They better wear these tonight because they're taking care of us tonight. They've already counted us out. I think Jimmy Butler is absolutely going to use that as fuel. I think this is the ultimate in its own way. And listen, I don't want to confuse the issues. I love the gesture. I loved Kobe Bryant. And I love them honoring him. And it is 100% the right thing to do. The party the Heat are going to tonight. The Heat aren't nation. And they're not showing up to honor a player that they all love too. They're showing up to try and win a game and keep this series and their season alive. They haven't given up on winning a championship. And now the Lakers are putting on essentially their celebration outfit. You better believe the Heat are going to pay attention to that and they'll be ready to go tonight. And I'll tell you what that reminds me of. When I was covering the Bulls in the summer, or I guess this was June of 1993, they're playing Phoenix. The Bulls go to Phoenix and they win the first two games of the finals on the road. They come back to Chicago. Phoenix wins game three. We go into game four. Game four went into double overtime. 
Michael Jordan scored 56 points. I'm doing this off the top of my head, but I think that's what he scored. And the Bulls win. They're up 3-1. And the series were 2-3-2 in those days. So in the days between the games, the city of Chicago put out all of these instructions and all of these guidelines for ways they were going to keep the city safe for the celebration. Because the year before, when the Bulls had won the title, there had been looting and fires and all of this stuff. And so the city, and we were talking about it on the radio, the city was talking about all these things. Keep the city safe. Don't, don't, don't do bad things in the city when the Bulls win this. And the Suns won that game five. And I remember Barkley and all those guys saying after the game, we saved your city. We saved your city. And you better believe they heard it. You better believe the Suns heard everyone in Chicago assuming that series was done and we were worried about whether or not there was going to be unrest in the streets. The Suns weren't coming to that party. Charles Barkley wasn't there for that that night. Charles Barkley was there to keep trying to win a championship. So fast forward 27 years, and here's Jimmy Butler trying to do the same thing. And Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. I mean, they're so overmatched. But I believe they play hard tonight. And I believe that gets under their skin. And you better believe Pat Riley is going to get it under their skin. They're going to hear it from Riley. They're going to hear it from Spolstra. They'll be ready to play tonight. As Rocky's trainer, actually Apollo's trainer, legendarily said in the first Rocky movie, he doesn't know it's a damn show. He thinks it's a damn fight. The Heat don't think they're showing up for LeBron's coronation. The Heat think they're showing up to try and win a game tonight. I bet you they play great. We'll go down live to the bubble, talk about it with Mark Spears coming up next. Plus, a lot of football is still on the way, including one NFL team that is getting hot. But I have at least one person telling you it's all smoke and mirrors. Greeny, the podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I ain't going to count out Jimmy Butler just yet. My confidence ain't going nowhere. Butler driving around Dwight Howard. Scoop shot's good. If LeBron does what he did against Denver, everybody's going to win. James knocks down Hero and flushes it down. Mark Spears is live in the NBA's bubble in Orlando. He's been there a long time. He's on the verge of coming home. One of these days, the NBA Finals are going to come to an end. Maybe it will be tonight. We'll find out. Game 5 on ABC. And Mark Spears from the Undefeated and our basketball insider extraordinaire is back with me on ESPN Radio on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Mark, a bunch of places to go with you here. 
Let's start with the one that I think is of the most interest to everyone. In your mind, as one who has been around the game all of your life, what do you think is at stake for LeBron James legacy-wise tonight in winning a championship? That's a good question. Um, somebody reminded me yesterday that Jordan's 6-0. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't know what you can do to counter that, but to add not only a, another championship, but to add one with the Lakers, I think is is a substantial thing to add to the resume. Because if if you if you would have been there for two, three, four years, whatever, and not come up with any, that would have been a, a, a knock on his career. To, to get one, to bring the Lakers one for the first time in ten years, to, in the post Kobe Bryant era. I think that certainly would be something special to add to the resume. But he, to me, he's already legendary. I, I don't know that there's anything more he needs to prove to me. How about the significance of the championship? Keyshawn Johnson, lifelong Los Angelino and lifelong passionate Laker fan, said on the radio this morning that with all the things that have gone on and are going on, that this will be their most important championship if and when they get it in this bubble. What do you think of that? Well, people keep saying that the bubble should have an asterisk to it, and I think it should in a different way. Um, unless you've been here and live here, you don't you don't know the challenges of it. And I, I think that if the Lakers win it, and even the Miami Heat, they they should be celebrated. All the teams should be celebrated for what they had to do for the last three months. Um, certainly wasn't easy um, to be away from family, to be away from home. Like, Green Hill, you'll laugh at this. Mm. I was looking up to see what what uh, restaurants they had in the, in the Orlando airport. <laughs> because I just, all I've eaten is convention food for the last three months. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, the players have it definitely better than us, but there's such a sacrifice that has been made to be here that, that yeah, there should be an asterisk. They should have a bigger trophy. And there better not be no owners who haven't been down here all of a sudden trying to get the glory um, and also be down here for uh, COVID-related reasons. Mark Spears, I'm sure you're as eager as... Yeah, Yeah, I get it. Yeah, no, I totally understand. We'll see. It could happen tonight. I'm sure you're looking forward to getting home as much as anyone back to your home in the Bay Area. Very quickly, before anything else, I also brought this up, and I, I credit Bart Scott, the NFL player who was in my studio this morning who made this point. The Lakers go into the Mamba jerseys tonight, which I like. I, I think it is a, a great gesture, and, and there is nothing you can do to honor Kobe Bryant that I don't think that's a good idea, that I don't think is a good idea. But if you're Jimmy Butler, if you're the Heat, you can look at that and say, look at this. They're putting on their celebration clothes. They're going to this because they know there isn't going to be a game six. There isn't going to be a game seven. And the Heat will use that as motivation. What do you think? I think the the Lakers will also see it as more pressure. Um, you know, uh, his, his late widow, I mean, uh, his, the, the late Kobe Bryant's widow also said that she endorsed them wearing it. So now all of a sudden when you put that jersey on, you, you don't just have the pressure of closing out. You have the pressure of winning for his family. That's a, that's a lot, man. That's he have a burden. And on the flip side, Jimmy Butler loves this. Oh, he loves it. 
he loves these kind of situations, you know, back against the wall because that's how his life has been. Always fighting with his back against the wall and surviving. So, uh, you, uh, Bam Adebayo said their motto was three up, three down. They do understand that it's a Herculean effort that LeBron has a long history of not losing in this situation. But this this game, I I, I, I kind of packed, but I haven't quite packed yet because uh, the Heat aren't going to just go away easy. And as I said on TV yesterday, you're going to need a LeBron effort like he used to close out the Nuggets to get this done. But I, I do think it could be a little bit harder to do it against the Heat. Mark Spears is here again. A few more days for him in the bubble, and it's been a busy time for Mark. His book, The Spencer Haywood Rule, Battles Basketball and the Making of an American Iconoclast, was released this week. And then uh, you and the crew at The Undefeated have a TV special this coming Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Quickly, tell us what that is. Yeah, it's um, the special on Sunday, it, it deals with athletes and their interactions with police. And so mm-hmm. for the segment that I have... Um, it's uh, with C.J. McCollum. He, he was certainly gracious to give us a, a nice amount of time the other day and just talked about his dealings, um, which in particular included regularly being pulled over during his first days with the Blazers, um, seeing a young black man in a very nice car. But he almost he was basically saved by his celebrity. He was getting pulled over for going 36 and a 35. A 36. 36- 35 hmm. and then they saw him oh this is this is the blazers rookie it's uh we'll let him go so his celebrity helped him for something that he shouldn't have been even pulled over for in the first place so the tv special is this sunday 5 p.m eastern time espn the undefeated presenting the stop living driving and dying while black uh mark thank you so much if i don't get to talk to you again before you get home i've really enjoyed having you um all these times from down there you've done great work i really appreciate it my man enjoy it tonight and look it's been an enormous sacrifice for so many people to go down to that bubble for the players obviously and they're the ones who get the greatest rewards and the coaches and everyone else connected to it and all those the reporters i give them a lot of credit and a lot of respect for having been down there and done this outstanding work we'll take a short break we'll come back with much more i'm greeny on espn radio thanks for listening to greeny the podcast you can get more from greeny live weekdays at noon eastern on espn radio and on espn news and don't miss greeny on get up every morning at 8 eastern on espn greeny the podcast